Bennett from the pocket. Launches to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. A.D. Third and ten from the 11. Travis under pressure. Trying to escape. Able to escape. Tucks the corner. Stays in back. What's going on, guys? This is the Knowles and Dogs podcast, your college football podcast, but we also do other sports, too. Mm -hmm. I'm Hunter. That is my co-host, Dylan. Sorry about that. No, I'm sorry. So just stealing the show, I guess. (laughs) uh, Feels good to be recording again. Took a couple weeks off. Collect our minds. Get ourselves set. Plus, there was really nothing else going on. So Both got a little busy, and you know there really wasn't anything to report on to be quite honest with you it was kind of a quiet couple weeks for the most part yeah so um but we're back mm-hmm. um and uh should be a nice easy show today we got yep. a couple things we got to talk about um rundown is pretty much going to be nil there's an nil congressional hearing that was going on um our thoughts a little bit the final fours today as we today um mm-hmm. It's going to be, as of right now, it's going to be, first game should be tipping off in a couple hours, so um, we'll have our thoughts and predictions. Um, AR-15, or Anthony Richardson, had his pro day the other day. Um, we react. We give you, as the true source, and... Um, so, uh, the most unbiased sources on Anthony Richardson. As the most unbiased and, uh, you know, true media, you're not going to get anything fake here. This is all 100% real. So you're going to hear our thoughts um, and what we think about AR-15 heading into the draft. And then we play our finish round out with our the daily three-question game where we give each other three questions. Mm -hmm. Mine are right here on this note, little note card. Yeah, mine are here on my phone. Well, that's what it is. So without further ado, we are going to get right into it. So. Uh, we will start with the NIL congressional hearing. Mm-hmm. Dylan, you want to give it a little spiel? I'll let you start. Yeah, um, the easiest way to explain the ongoing situation is because of the no safe rails, no guard, nothing at all on NIL at the moment. There's been a congressional hearing over the um, rules in place because there are none. Quite frankly, there's no rules at all. It's kind of a, it's the wild west of college football, which is college athletics in general. But mm-hmm. I think football is the one that's getting hit the hardest with it. And I don't know if you saw the other day. I believe it was Mike D'Antoni, um, said, "It there's really nothing we can even do now. You know, the floodgates have been open, and this congressional hearing, I don't know what they're even going to be able to solve. Any thoughts specifically on it? I mean." I mean, my only thing is, it's like, there's really just no, I mean, this has been an issue for a while now where just, there's Mm -hmm. just no guardrails or any sort of boundaries. They kind of just came up with it. I think it was started, what, like last year, the year before, so it's about two years going now, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, there just has not been any sort of just like any rules or Rules set in stone, just like here's here's the following what you can do, here's the following what mm. you can't do. We're gonna keep this so where you guys are able to. You stay in these boundaries, you're fine. You go out, you're not. And it is leaked into this messy situation where now you got coaches and assistant coaches and AR eight, and you have the boosters and you have the ads and whatever mm. they're. You don't want to call it bribery, but I mean, you got kids. Let's quite frankly, let's be real here. You got kids getting. I mean, you got kids getting bribed from other schools, from other coaches. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got. I think this was an instance last year where supposedly, like Mike Dan, was it? uh, Who's the coach at Pitt? Uh, Oh, Pitt. 
Pitt mm-hmm. coach and I think Mac Brown. Yeah. We're talking about how they said there were some SEC schools that were reaching out with trying to bribe away like um, Drake May. Mm-hmm. Like during the year. Yeah. Like, I mean, you Middle can't. That's, you just can't have that. I mean, it's, um, it's not good for the game at all. That's what it's I think not good for, just, It's really no, it's, bad. It's not for good for the game. It just leads to more, more and more just distrust and mm-hmm. backstabbery. But I mean, there's really no morals anymore, even in college sports or whatever. Most likely not. More likely than not. So I don't know. I really don't know how they're gonna fix it. I feel like politics. I think the politicians need to not need to not be the ones making up the rules. It needs to be more mm-hmm. of a. There, I've thought about this for a long time, and I've watched people talk about it too. How they think that there needs to be some sort of like congressional or just a committee, instead of having all of these ads just do whatever with each other. There needs to be some sort of one sole person or a group, like a committee or something that oversees all of this. Yeah, with like a commissioner or something, like the NFL. Like you have the, you have. Goodell, and then you have like his other his people right underneath, and then you have like mm-hmm. the NFLPA. So like I don't know if you need like a players committee from like and and then you have like the player side, and then you have your side, which is just like I don't know, like just a some sort of committee to oversee this because there's got to be some sort of way to control this. I mean, it's gotten way out of hand. Because you have situations like the the Jalen Rashada situation, right? Where um, mm-hmm. a a school can tell the guy, "We're going to give you thirteen million dollars." They sign a letter of intent, and when they get there, they go, "We're not doing that," or we don't have that money. Yeah, I mean, you can't just write up a blank check and say, "Here, take it." When you have, you can't say, "Here, I'm going to write down here's five hundred dollars, but I only mm-hmm. have three hundred in the bank." You know, yeah. you can't, where's that other 200? It's like, oh, we just don't have it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't be pulling just... money out. And then you have high schoolers getting bribed, not I call them bribed, but offered like these big money deals now where they mm-hmm. haven't even played a single, or if it's just football, I mean, you haven't even played a single snap yet. You haven't even got yeah. onto campus. Who's to say you're going to start and with the loan, you're going to be making $5 million. Yeah, I saw a list the other day. I forget where I saw it on. I think it was Twitter, but I don't know who posted it. And it was just like top ten NIL deals, um, in like college sports or whatever. And mm-hmm. like number one was Bronny James. He's not even he's, in college yet. He's six. It's like it said, like, he was seven point four million or something like that. He's he hasn't 16. even in. He hasn't even in college yet, dude. He's I mean, not even a senior. Doing? Like he's not even a senior yeah. in high school yet. No, I think he's older than sixteen. He's a junior. He's seventeen. Is seventeen he? or eighteen. That's crazy. But I mean, what? Are, I mean, we can't be doing that. Oh no! You, saw, yeah, think, yeah. There were some other people too. I can't remember, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna fix it. I don't know who's gonna fix it. Um. Because now, I mean, realistically, the off season now is just like modern day. It's just like the free agency. Yeah. And now you have these two windows of like transfer portal days. Like the spring one's coming up mm-hmm. soon, right after spring, like spring practices. Yeah. And you wonder if we're going to get any crazy news. Yeah. Any bombshells. I mean, there, there's probably going to be a couple people that are going to be transferring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people will be right all over them, but I don't know. I don't know what you do, but I don't even know. Like, what would you do? Like, if, say, if you're in charge of this mess. Right. Like, what's what? Like, what's your overall, like, what's the main thing you're trying to get across? Like, what? what's, like, the one thing you want to do to try to fix this issue? So, I think the, we need to actually define what name image likeness is. Because I think the way it's written describes players earning money from their likeness, right? 
like branding deals, stuff like that. I think the that's biggest fine. thing we need to do. The biggest thing we need to do is we need to cut down on the amount of like John Ruiz in the world, right? Who is just a billionaire who made a shell company to hand out checks to guys to go to Miami. Like, yeah, it's just kind of silly at that point. You know what I mean? Like, that's not name image likeness. That's just <laughs> that's not no no guys. Writing a check for someone, kids. writing a check to someone just to go to that school is not anything. No, no, it's, no, no, no. it's it's ridiculous because the the whole point of this was to let guys like sign deals with Nike while they're like at Alabama, right? And that and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I I think like, that's a hundred percent right. Yeah, and it, it so that guys can profit off of like schools selling like their jerseys, merchandise with their names and numbers and stuff on that on on there. So that like yeah. EA can remake college football games again and use actual player likenesses. That's what yeah. I personally saw this as. I never thought it would be a guess which booster foundation has bigger money pools to put into their own yeah. shell company. And now, I mean, and now you're seeing that it's probably, I mean, and I'm, there's no line. I mean, it's the top dogs of college sports. Mm-hmm. Are gonna write a bigger check, are gonna out, are gonna have a bigger check than you are, and yeah. that's how they're gonna get the best recruits now. I mean, this is trickling down to high school. You're seeing it recruiting rankings. I and you're you're gonna see it all over. I mean, yeah. think about. It. I mean, I'm not. There's no one to hide it. Georgia does this. I probably mm-hmm. they they have a big checkbook. Yeah. When you win back to back titles with some of the best talent around, and I mean that's what's gonna happen. Alabama, Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean. Texas. I mean, a lot of this oil money. You call it. They call it oil money in Texas because a lot of the boosters and stuff. That's I mean, these guys are that's where they got that A&M, money from. Texas, especially I mean, Texas A&M. Tech, Baylor, especially TCU, A and M's the big one. Um, but I still don't know where they got that money from. But yeah, yeah. The uh, I mean, if because you got to find a way, like you said, because the best. This was meant to get people. Like players of all sports, like listen, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to make money now off of this, right? So, but now it's completely just been overrun. And I again, I think the best way to fix this is you gotta have some sort of committee from both sides, both yeah. parties, so they can come up with a way to figure this out. It's the only way it's gonna you, happen. You gotta get like a committee together, and then you have to have a way to enforce a ruling. Yeah. Put strict rules down and be like, you cannot do this. You can do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah. Wait, Guardrails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some exactly. sort of barrier to not let. And if it's, and if you go over to that, you get penalized for it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I don't really have anything much else to say about it, but uh, it's no, uh, no. I, I certainly an issue. Mm-hmm. Already. So we will move on to the next one, our next topic, which would be the final four predictions. This is going to be kind of moving in different sports here. So this is so as you all know, um, Mm -hmm. if you haven't been living under a rock or if you follow sports, college, uh, the college basketball NCAA tournament has been going on March Madness. Uh, This is the final weekend. We have reached the final four. It's been a this was a tournament that I said going in was going to be one. Or look out because there wasn't one single dominant team all year. All the top dogs had their flaws. And yep. here we are, final four. We have number nine seed FAU Owls. Granted, they were tied with Houston and Charleston. See Dylan wearing mm-hmm. his FAU shirt. They were tied with Houston, University of Houston, who was a one seed, and University of Charleston, who was a 12 seed in the tournament this year, coming in with the best records in college basketball. They were 31 and three dominant. They had won 21 in a row. I think at one point this year, Yeah, start the year. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you have nine seed FAU taking on the five seed San Diego state Aztecs from the mountain West on one side. And on the other side, you have five seed Miami four seed UConn. Boy, oh boy. First of all, well, how have you, how if you enjoyed the tournament? What do you think about like there's no really? I mean, UConn's you could call a blue blood. I mean, they've been around. They've won a tournament. The last, I mean, they won a national title back in fourteen. 
I think they're more of a women's blue blood than a men's blue blood, though. Well, yeah, but they're still a they're still a basketball powerhouse, though. Yeah. I'm so so well, I mean, what have you thought about the yeah. tournament just in general? I think it's been a great tournament, and I think it's actually. I know there was a statistic that the number, the viewing percentage is down, but I think this has been way better than last year's. Like, infinitely better, more enjoyable, more um, storylines to go around. I mean, who could forget when Purdue lost? Like, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. A team that didn't even know they were going to be there. Yeah, the uh, that, that squad, because, yeah, Fairleigh Dickinson, who was the 16th seed, what a crazy event. So for their coach, coach just in general, his name's Tobias yeah. something, I forget. Mm -hmm. So they lose to Merrimack in their conference title. Yeah. Merrimack, unfortunately, is not eligible for the tournament because they're finishing up their final year of transferring to Division One. Yeah. So they're not eligible, which I think is the dumbest rule imaginable. It happened last year, too, with Bellarmine. So dumb. Mm -hmm. Anyway. It happened to James Madison last year, too. Mm-hmm. With uh, football. Football, yeah. So the um, so you have Merrimack who beats them, mm -hmm. but FDU goes to the tournament as the re replacement, as the 16th. But they play Purdue, who a lot of people thought was like the weakest link of the one seeds. Yeah. Man, he crushed that ball. I'm, I have the FGCU baseball game on right now. <laughs> FGCU is up 4-1 to one right now in the first. Absolutely love to see it. Anyway, um, the uh, so you have Purdue, FDU, mm -hmm. FDU just was a twenty-three point dog going in, yeah. and they outplayed Purdue. But this is where like the firm it's so much fun, and you know this too. Yeah, if you can, you you're always going to get an upset in round one because teams like this, like big boys. How, they only get what you only get three days to prepare for them. You've never seen mm -hmm. them, and that's what's so much fun about the tournament because you can catch a tournament a team like Purdue on a bad day. Because if you think about a lot of times, if a team like that survives, for instance, like Xavier mm -hmm. was pushed, Miami. We'll just actually this is a good one. Miami, yeah, was Miami's outplayed by was outplayed by Drake for mm -hmm. the entire game until about. 10 minutes left in the game. And then all of a sudden Miami just flipped the switch. Like, and then just started, they eventually pulled it. They took the lead and pulled ahead from Drake. Yep. But they were getting, they were, they were getting worked. Xavier, same thing, was getting worked by K-State, Kennesaw State. And I thought Kennesaw State would beat them. But like, because a lot of times you see these teams get scared or they just, they barely pass. And then like you see them the next round, you're thinking, oh wait, recency bias. They don't mm -hmm. look that good. And then all of a sudden they come yeah. out and we're just guns blazing. Like, all right, hey, we're back. We got refreshed. Got, mm -hmm. got past that little bump. Here we go. So you see that a lot of times. And that was like Miami now. They're, they've looked unstoppable. But FDU, I mean, they beat them. Almost beat FAU. But then the coach just got hired at Iona. Look mm -hmm. at that. Because Patino mm -hmm. left. Like that. I mean. Patino left for. Uh, he took the uh, St. John's job. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. But FAU, I mean, if you want to go through, I mean, they did. I do think they caught a break because they didn't play Purdue in that second round. Mm -hmm. Because I think you would have saw a totally different Purdue team. I think you would have saw a team that was not refreshed, but relieved in a sense. Yeah. Maybe to just they would have gotten by. I think you would have saw a team ready to go. And, but. That's not how the tournament That's works. That's the nature of the tournament, right? That's yeah. I mean, you could, you might beat a team nine out of ten times, but that one time, that's just your unlucky break. So. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I watched the game against uh, FAU and Tennessee. FAU just outplayed them in every facet of that game. They were just and after Tennessee, it just beat Duke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like going into that game. I think Tennessee was the. Not overwhelming favorite, but like if you checked online, I mean, it was almost like it felt it like consensus. Five. It was a five point spread, I think, at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, because I, I thought FAU was going to beat Memphis. They did at the buzzer. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
They beat. I thought they were going to beat FDU. Tennessee. I thought that was when the road was going to end because Tennessee was just coming off that big win against Duke. Defensively, yep. they're really good, but again, lack of shooters on the perimeter killed Tennessee. They didn't kill mm-hmm. them against Duke, which I thought they were going to lose, but it caught up to them a little bit at the end against FAU. Credit to you guys. I mean, credit to FD, FAU because yeah, you know, show up, show out. I mean, that's what this tournament's all about. Opportunity. You you win two more games and you're a national champion, right? Opportunities there. Going into the tournament, I saw a thing plus two thousand FAU was to win it outright. Mm -hmm. So if you bet ten dollars, you would win two thousand dollars. I should have taken that bet. That is, (laughs) oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, but I think this is going to be if we're going back to the games now. It's just weird because like nobody's really talking about it. Like I, people are like, "Oh, Final Fours this weekend." I'm like, "Yeah, it's this weekend." But like, it's there's no storylines really going into this. Like last year, you had all the blue bloods. You had Coach K's final game, final yep. run, and it was against UNC. You had Kansas Villanova playing each other. Like this year, you have just a bunch of you don't call them no names, but you just a bunch of guys, a bunch of bunch of just a I mean, veteran teams, yeah. NIL teams. Who take advantage of the transfer portal? And I, and I'll get. Let's we'll go through the games. I just have a thought about that, but I think FAU uh, San Diego State's gonna be a low scoring game. I think mm. San Diego State's ability to just bully you, bully ball. Yeah. At this point, is really you've seen it. I mean, they did it against Bama. Mm-hmm. The Creighton game was really good. I wanted. I thought Creighton was gonna win. I think they kind of. I think that call at the end was a ticky tack. They had been calling that call all day why you call it with two second left or two seconds left in the game baffles me i don't know but um but if fau can keep the hot streak going especially from the outside i think they've Mm got to be able to get into transition more i think you got to get offensively in transition because i think uh san diego state does better when they're set they're gonna i think they'll they'll take advantage if they're in a set d already in the half court Mm -hmm. um that's just what I've seen. I don't watch. I mean, just from what I've watched. I mean, I mean that's the cool thing with tournament too. Like you see these teams, they play a whole. You might play three or four teams that are all different styles, and if you're able yeah. to overcome that, I mean, you've seen. You can't. You don't really get rattled too much then towards the end. But uh, what do you think? You're the FAU guy. What do you think? Well, I wouldn't describe myself as the FAU guy. My sister really is, but um, I mean. Put it by, they've been fantastic this year. Like all together, they've been absolutely incredible. Especially since I think about it like this: getting past yeah. the first round automatically made this the best season in the history of the school, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is the best year the school has ever had for basketball. Going to the final four, what's there to lose, right? Nothing to lose. I think There's nothing to a... lose. They're a team that has a chip on their shoulder because, I mean, you heard this. I don't know if you heard the story. When the um, the coach first got hired there, he <laughs> he thought he was like, I'm done. <laughs> I got a dead-end job. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just a kind of like another Conference USA team. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing special about it. Nope. But here you are. I mean, I mean, now that they're moving up to the American next year, I think it's a little bit more appealing. But just going back to it in general, they're just a fun team to watch, though. Like, their offense is good. They're really good on defense, especially, like, perimeter defense. Yeah. Like, they do not give guys a lot of opportunities to shoot threes. And especially in college basketball, and just basketball in general these days, where you live in – some teams live and die on the three-point shot. And you got that big guy in the middle. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. He's he's good too. Yeah, I forget his name though. But yeah, he's a good guy. So spread is two. San Diego State is a two point favorite right now. Mm. Connecticut is a five and a half against Miami. I haven't seen much UConn this year. I watched a little bit of Miami, well, but UConn's Miami good. It's that game is going to be fascinating because Miami loves to shoot the three, loves to shoot yeah. it, and they shoot it barely good. But UConn has been just 
bullying steamroll. I mean, not even really been tested. All this yeah. tournament. Their average margin of victory I saw was 22 points a game. They're averaging a little over 80 a game. I mean, they have bullying their teams and and they're just a really good team. I think they're shooting well over 30% from three right now as a team. Mm-hmm. I I honestly I think Texas should have beat Miami last last game. Credit to mm-hmm. Miami for sticking with it. They didn't score a single three. I think they hit one, maybe one three in that second half. Um, but credit to them. But I think my UConn right now is just, I don't know how you stop them. And I think UConn's going to win. Mm-hmm. Final score prediction, I want to say like 81 to. Eh, like, it's a high scoring game. 81 to 70. Mm-hmm. I'll say. And then I, I like, think. Yeah, that's fair. I don't see. I just don't know what this FAU uh, San Diego State game. I I don't know because it's going to be a low scoring affair. I just know it. Mm-hmm. I think FAU might. The only thing FAU might have the advantage because they were able to keep up with K State, who K State have been, who can score just as well as anybody. Right. And they were keeping up with them. Um, it's going to be a good, you're going to see, you're going to know a good feeling about what's going to happen in that game. I think first 10 minutes, because is FAU really is, are they going to be able to keep up the physicality of San Diego state, or are they just going to kind of lay down kind of like, um, Furman did back in that second. Yeah. That's the only thing you wonder. I don't think, I think FAU is going to be ready to play. And if, I mean, honestly for both teams, cause I don't think, I think this is both teams first time or First time for FAU, but yes. I don't know for San Diego State. Yeah, it is. I mean, because the, how are the people... furthest they've ever gotten, I think, was the Sweet 16 with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, so this is so really this is gonna be a first time for both guys, both teams. Mm-hmm. It's how are they gonna react? How are you gonna adjust to playing on a stage? You're playing in a football stadium. Yeah. So how are you gonna react to the the you're in the big time now? So um I do think they got lucky with their opponent being San Diego State, though, because this is mid-major versus mid-major. It is. Yep. Because it's, you know, it's you not. Have... You don't. You're not playing Duke. You know what I mean. You're not walking yeah. into a football stadium where there's a chance Duke would have filled up a football stadium with fans. You know uh, what I mean. I don't know how. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were talking about like football, actual football game. Because I'm like, f Duke. No, no. <laughs> Duke's not really most overwhelming. No, no, but in basketball. Earth. Like oh Duke yeah, basketball fans like football sized yeah. arena. Yeah, I mean, so I think this is the best case scenario for them, and I'm taking FAU. You're gonna take FAU. I like. You know what? We're gonna roll with FAU. We're gonna roll FAU. I think they have the it owls. in them. Owls. Who? Owls Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Woo. So. I like FAU, UConn, and then UConn might TCU, Georgia TCU, FAU. Um, that's the only thing you wonder. I mean, it's not going to happen. I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know who's going to beat UConn at this point. I mean, they are rolling right now. I think it's going to be UConn. And they didn't even win FAU the national championship. They didn't even make is- their conference. They didn't even make their conference final. Yeah. UConn. They lost to Marquette, I think, in the semis. Don't quote me. The, 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 that's the Big East, right? Yeah. yeah. Big East is good, dude. Big East had Creighton, Creighton, Marquette, Xavier, mm-hmm. UConn. Uh, who else is in it? Providence, St. John's. I mean, there's some good teams. And no, Big East so, always has always has. Big East is good in basketball. basketball. Big East. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, my only final thing was just in general college sports. I think Final Four related. I think this is what you're going to see more, especially in college sports or college basketball terms. Like, I don't think you're going to see like all a uh, heavy blue bloods anymore unless they start returning. You return more guys. I think you're starting to see that a little bit more. Yeah. Like I just saw a couple like big time schools like have some good players are coming back for another year. I think you're starting to see that. I think the key now is, and I think this is a purpose. This year is going to be your perfect example. 
I think the we're slowly fading away from the one and done kind of I mean, motto. There's still going to be some guys like Brandon Miller. Um, well, I mean, I'll just use him I, as a general. I, I would agree with you if it wasn't for the NBA just announcing they will not lower the draft age to 18. Well, I just think yeah. in general, though, I think because mm-hmm. there's now you have NIL, you can make more money now as long as you're playing. So who's to say you you could play three years and if you're a really good player and have an NIL deal and you'd be set for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then that means you can then you can go sign with a team if you want or could draft it at that point. But I think you're seeing a transfer portal now where a team may be a piece or two away. And now you don't have to just kind of hope and a prayer and a high school recruit. You can go out to the portal and get mm-hmm. a bunch of get a guy or two that you yeah. need. And I think that's gonna really help. And you saw, and that's what like San Diego State's did, UConn did, Miami, I think, has. I'm sure FAU's done it before. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing this now where I think, yeah, more ve- more experienced veteran teams are now going to be able to take down these less experienced big-time b- programs in the tournament mm-hmm. because they've been there, done that. I think you're going to start seeing that more. You're Yes, you're going to see Blue Bloods back, and this is the odds of this happening, I think, were 1 in 125,000 or something like that. Right. Like the, the, the probability of all four of these teams being in there. So it's not going to happen very likely ever again. It might, it may not, I don't know. But more experience, more veteran teams are going to be in these spots going forward. That's just my thought. No, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think the biggest thing to note, though, is that um, I don't think the Blue Buds will ever be able to not have the one-and-done problem until the NBA changes its ruling. Well, because, I just go ahead finish because the top college recruits nine times out of ten, their goal they really don't even care about college. All they care about is going to the NBA. So well, what they're going to do is they're just going to be like, oh, I'll sign with Kentucky, play a season there, go to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I I still think that you're going to have your guys that are going to do that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. just think now, but now with the transfer portal being there, it's going to be a law hell of a lot easier. For teams, okay, you want to go? Okay, we got a guy in the transfer portal that we've been talking to already. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's what's going to help, too. Like, it's going to almost relieve the blow a little bit. It's not going to be as bad mm-hmm. for um, for teams that have those one-and-dones. They'll be like, okay, we can, we'll be fine. We're going to miss you, right. but – excuse me. But you go be you. So – all right, so we both think FAU is going to win, and who do you like? UConn, Miami. I said UConn. I say UConn. I, right, say, I can't. So I can't say Miami was going to win, anyways. Just in general, but that would be funny though. You get UConn and my or Miami and FAU. Yeah, we could call it the, the Southeast Florida game, right? Oh my gosh, it's going to be like all the New Yorkers will say they those are their teams. Anyway, <laughs> that's a Florida joke. <laughs> it's a Florida joke for anybody out there. If you know, you know. Anyway. If you know, you know. You know. You know, you know. All right, we'll move on to our next topic here. All right, so Anthony Richardson just had his pro day, and uh, we're here to react about it. This is unbiased, real real content right here. Um, I, I, didn't, I just saw some clips. I didn't watch it. I'm not a dweeb. I didn't watch the whole you thing. No, I watched a little he bit. Hit I the saw... He hit yeah. the ceiling and he did a backflip. I saw. Um, no, I saw him overthrow nice. a target at um, the combine and people praise him. So there's that. He did have a 74 yard throw at the pro yep. day that was completed. That was that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, pro days are pro days. I mean, I it's just so hard for me, and this is just completely unbiased. This is not bashing Richardson. This is goes for really really all quarterbacks and positions. Mostly quarterback, though, because you've seen this. You see this every year. You know the media, how hyped up they get over just guys making throws. A, they should be making. Yeah. B, there's no pressure simulated, so this is really just a. You're not going to ever be throwing to guys in shorts. The media takes it, blows it way out of proportion. When a six foot five, 
200 and such quarterback with ungodly characteristics should be making those throws. Um, but I just, we saw that he, one specific one, the, the rollout to the left where he threw it a really nice throw downfield was completed. Yeah. Everyone's like, Oh my God. Bless you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're, it's like, oh my gosh, he is, he's the second coming. Here, yeah. he, oh my God, he's Cam Newton again. It's Cam Newton and Josh Allen combined. I don't know, but like, mm-hmm. it's like let's dial back. I saw Zach Wilson make a throw like that three years ago, and he is not going to be starting in an NFL game for a while. So I think I think he's working on a, a register at a McDonald's right now, actually. But no, he's actually just picked up another couple chicks for the time being. <laughs> but, you know. His his mom's uh, other friends, yeah, right. No, um, but I mean, I just think the pro days are silly. It's kind of like the. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't mind the combine. I think pro days are good for guys that aren't competing in the combine. Obviously, like Bryce yeah. Young had didn't compete, but I would rather see. I saw somebody talk about the the big throws are good, but how oft, how many times in a game are you going to see someone throw a ball seventy five yards downfield? How like many, one how in every like three games, you'll see a guy throw it that far. I mean, it may guys be one in the NFL throw. don't get that open. Yep. I want to see a core. I want to see my quarterback be able to make. And I saw this with Will Levis's pro day too, where they were crediting like his arm strength and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I want to see the guy make the easy, the easy eight yard out, the ten yeah. yard crosser, the five yard dump to the right or left. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see a guy wind to his right or to his left and just dump it off. Make that nice throw. Pick up the six to eight yards. Okay. That's why I really I really do think I think you'll agree with me when I say this. NFL scouts at this point are way too obsessed with um the, the physical blast. feats, right? Less so yep. the actual production, but the physical feats in which they go, Oh, well, we can turn this into Josh Allen. No, you can't. Yeah, I no. say you're gonna draft a million of these guys till you actually get another Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, we were talking about this before we started recording. How, what happened to game tape? Because I yeah. know I there's game tape out there where uh, Mr. Richardson, he's not the only one. I mean Richardson, Levis. Uh, I mean Stroud occasionally will watch the Michigan game, mm-hmm. but like, I mean Bryce Young. Chris Young's really the only outlier because, I mean, he's so, so good. And I could say that as a Georgia fan. I mean, yeah. Bryce Young was really good. Do I think he should be number one? Maybe. Is it unfair a little bit that Stetson Bennett is the same height as him or taller and is projected in the four, third to five, third to the fifth round? I don't know. That's for, not for me to decide. I was going to say, I've actually been seeing a lot of projections where because of Bryce Young's height, he's been falling. Not out of the top five, but he's no longer a consensus number one anymore. Because I, he's, I think Stroud, Stroud's the betting favorite right now. Yeah, and the Panthers because, like him a lot. Yeah, you know so, who really likes him? I think Frank Reich. That, yeah, Frank Reich loves those tall guys. Josh McCown's there too. Richardson at that point, then man. Well, I mean Richardson's up there too. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. as far he's as like a six five. <laughs> But, I mean, as far as Richardson goes, I mean, because that's what we're talking about here. Um, mm-hmm. What happened to game tape? Or I just remember watching the – is the Kentucky game not existent anymore? Does They've anybody see the – From the archives. Because I saw him – he couldn't make a five-yard out. And yeah. you know, he did. It went to the other team, and the guy walked into the end zone for a pick six. He threw two picks that game. Um I know the Utah game's out there. I know mm-hmm. he wasn't playing running back that day. I could have sworn in the big play that everyone talks about where he threw it, it was a two-point conversion. Don't give me this crap, okay? Was it a good play? Yeah, it was a good play. He extended the play, created with his feet. That's one of his many athletic abilities. Um, But the inconsistencies are outweighing the athletic abilities. From yeah. what I've seen, and I watch SEC more than Dylan does, I know for sure. Yeah. I'm like our SEC correspondent right here. I mean, I watch it. I watch college football just as much as Dylan does, probably more. Yeah. But 
I watched the LSU game. I've, I was at the LSU game. I was at the Georgia game. The Georgia game overthrew four touchdowns he could have had. He had guys, and partly, and I don't know how it happened on Georgia's side, but I mean, there were three times there was guys wide open. He hit one of them for a touchdown in the second half. Mm-hmm. That game could have been totally different, but he overthrew him by like 10 yards. The overthrows are bad. The Florida State game, did we just forget about this the second half? Started the half over 12. Oh, over 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I just can't. Will Levis is the same thing. Too many inconsistencies outweigh the physical attributes. Yeah. And like you said, I like the point you made with scouts and stuff. It's cool. He's a, it's, he's a big-time quarterback. Great, he mm-hmm. can run. I love that. Yeah. As a, If I'm a GM of a guy, I would I don't want to see my quarterback, who I'm drafting, investing, drafting in, with a top-10 pick, I don't want to see him running 15 times a game, taking hits exactly. like that. I need longevity. I don't mm-hmm. need five to – I don't need a five, eight-year period. I want – 10 years, 12 years, 15 10, 15 years. 10, 15 years. Yeah, 10, 15 years is what you want when you're drafting a guy that early. Especially quarterbacks. And that's why right? I – and GMs now, and you're seeing it in the league right now with Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. Ravens don't want to pay him that much money. Right. Because he's been hurt consistently three out of the last four years mm-hmm. for lo- for extended periods of time. I think, no, well, yeah, about three out of the four, two out of the three maybe. No, three out of the four. He's been more or less hurt every year since he's won the MVP. So three out of four. So he can't stay healthy. Why? Because he mm-hmm. runs the ball too much. So he's taking yeah. hits. And GMs, I'm sorry, are not. I mean, now, I mean, obviously, there's going to be GMs out there that want him. And, I mean, I would want him, too, if I needed a quarterback. Because he's a good yeah. throw over the ball. But it, longevity is going to kill him. And yeah, Josh Allen now is seeing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't get bothered by it this year. There was the one instance he fought. He hurt his elbow on a throw he made. Um, but I'm telling you, I just know it. I know. I think Brandon Bean's the GM. The Bills. Don't I think you're right. Me on that. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think we're right there. Look up now. Uh, yeah, he's the GM. Brandon Bean. Yes. Why I do that? I don't know. Brandon Bean. You know, you got him and Sean McDermott. I gotta be like, dude, you gotta cut it back a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I don't need you. I love, I now every once in a while, I need that from you. Mm-hmm. But I don't need that 15 times week a game. Two. I don't need that week two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, no, no. I need that if we're pushing for a one seed in the playoffs later mm-hmm. in January. If we're exactly. in the playoffs, I need that from you. But I also need you to stay in the pocket and make a deliver a throw down the field. Okay? I don't need you getting knocked out for a concussion in week four. Okay? And I think you're going to – and Richardson, that's what scares me. I do think if he falls to the right guy, I've seen projection boards where he's going to Seattle or Indy that now. That be good. Indy one, Indy one worries me because he's going to get thrown in and start, and that's what's going to kill him. He needs yep, to get drafted yep. to a team that has a guy. Seattle is a perfect example. They have that – Top ten pick because of uh, because of they have the Broncos top ten pick. Yep, they and, just uh, resigned Geno uh, Smith. They just resigned Geno Smith, so Geno's going to be the starter going forward. Mm-hmm. Draft Richardson, let him develop underneath, learn the system, learn under Smith. Smith is a big threat. He's a vet that's been there, done that. Teach him. Get him just acclimated. Don't throw him to the wolves. I think it would be horrible for him to go to Indy. Don't think it. Indy needs a guy that's more game ready. So I would not be surprised if they move up to try to get Young or Stroud. Mm-hmm. Stroud and Young are the two guys that I wouldn't have a problem starting day one. I don't right. have a problem with it. I really don't. Richardson and Levis scare the crap out of me if I was a GM because... Just inconsistent, like I mean, inconsistencies. I don't need Will Levis's body posing in the, his bathroom mirror. <laughs> I, don't I don't need some guy that's jacked up like that. I don't. I mean, it's just. No, I understand, wild. but but I would rather I, have. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Wilson or Levis or Richardson? 
Right now, Richardson. Okay, same same here. Mm-hmm. Richardson, I think, is an easier fix than what Levis is. Well, I think that Richardson's Levis problems could... are more obviously identifiable than yeah. Levis, right? Levis, Levis, you don't know what you're going to get each week. Exactly, yeah. He couldn't beat Sean Clifford out at Penn State. Mm-hmm. And Sean Clifford's no better than him. What Definitely does that say? No. But before before we spend too much longer on here, I do think well, we I'm need to move on Sean, to last three. Yeah, you go. We will. I was just going to say, but and you see, Sean Clifford was winning Rose Bowls, and Will Levis is sitting out at the Outback Bowl or the whatever bowl they were playing. I think it was was it the um, they definitely no, go was, to the Outback Bowl. No, it was the. Um, was it the Reliquest Bowl? No, that was Mississippi State. Um, Music they went City. To the, uh, yeah. No. Mm, yeah, because no, they played Iowa. Orlando. The Citrus Bowl. Yep. 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 I don't know how they got invited to that, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, bowl eligibility does that for you, but yeah, but pro day, pro days are overrated. Richardson, mm-hmm. go, go to Seattle. All right, we'll move on to the final segment of our wonderful podcast. Hope you guys are liking it. Hit that subscribe button yeah. while you're there. Yes, please do. Yeah, let's take this moment to realize that we can hit that subscribe button and get us to more subscribers, and let's get some more viewers going, guys. Come on. Viewers yeah, been a last, little slacky the last couple episodes. Yeah, last couple episodes haven't been doing so good. But we can completely change that around in one day. Exactly. You hit that subscribe mm-hmm. button. You watch the videos. Listen to us. We are a Florida State Georgia podcast, and we were we love Anthony Richardson. <laughs> love him. We do like it more than Levis. I hate Will Levis. Over it stinks. Anyway, <laughs> so right, we'll, we'll you move go on first with the questions. So, yeah, we are playing three questions now, presented mm-hmm. by three questions. Anyway, um, so do you want to just take turns? I'll just start. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go back and forth. Okay. All right, so my first question is, oh, rundown is we get each get three questions for mm-hmm. each other. We write for each other. We don't know what they are. They could be about literally anything. Okay. So, all right, Dylan. Who do you see being a dark horse to make the playoff this year? Keep in mind, we're still in the four teams. It's, it starts next year's the 12, 25? Yes. Okay. 12, yeah. Okay. Well, so, um, so next year when you can lose three games and still make it. Okay. Yeah. So um, not going to be the craziest take, but I would probably go my dark horse would be Penn State. Is Okay. Because really all they have to do, they, they need to beat Ohio State, Michigan. Bam, they're in. That's the only obstacle. They beat Ohio State or Michigan? Yeah. They, they get, beat Ohio State uh, or Michigan? Mich- I think they get them. They get Michigan at home this year, and they go to Ohio State. I like that one because Ohio yeah. – because Penn State, I've heard, because they got the new guy starting at quarterback, and mm-hmm. he's really good. Yeah. Andy Diaz got, has got that defense looking really good. By the way, what a pickup that was. That was last that was year. Smart, by yeah, that was a smart defensive coordinator pick. Franklin, who was really, I mean, you know, just mm-hmm. he didn't know what his future was going to be like, but then he goes out and gets Manny Diaz, and that defense is completely from the start of the year to the end of the year. I mean, they looked good. And so now I think they've got that defense under control. And like you said, I mean, realistically, you only need to beat one of the two. Exactly, because I mean, one of beat, the other two you, are going to, yeah. If you could beat both of them, I mean, you pretty much clinch your spot into the f- tournament and the title game unless you screw it up somehow and lose to a team. But that's totally what Penn State does every year. So Exactly. So, which is but why you I still have Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have the running backs coming back. Mm-hmm. They'll still be at their sophomore year, Nick Singleton. I think Singleton's sophomore year coming up. So mm-hmm. I like that one. I do like yeah. that one. All right, what's your – uh? Uh, I who said, do who do you have winning the 2023 World Series? Ooh. <clears throat> well, I mean, the Braves are really good this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, their lineup Max is... Reed? Max Freed just got hurt. Yeah, um, they said he, they'll miss, he'll miss at least his one start. 
but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be too big of a thing. But their offense is so good. FGCU just hit a home run. 6-1. Anyway, their offense is so good, though, from top to bottom, and they got everyone back healthy so far. Where And every time they bring up somebody from the minors, it just seems like it's just plug and play. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. They don't even skip a beat. I like the Braves. I do think they're still they, – Iglesias, they're closed. Rysiel Iglesias is still – Still on his way back, right? And now you got free. So I mean, if the pitching stays healthy, I think he's more consistency out of the bullpen, or um, they will be fine. I'd like, uh, I mean, the Astros are you can never count out. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. I, right? I, the Mariners are a team, I a sneaky one. Um, I actually think the one thing with the Astros though is after they lost Verlander, that's kind of a massive loss. Nobody really wants to talk about. It is, but honestly, I mean, their offense is so good still, too. And, I mean, mm-hmm. Valdez got beat up the other night, but um, the Mets aren't going to do anything this year. Injuries have already plagued them. They're only two games in. Yeah. The Yankees, I mean, you hate to say it, but, I mean, they're always up there. Um, I don't know. Their Dark rotations Horse? hurt already. No, just who do you think is going to win in general? I think the Braves will win it. If I pick the two teams, one from the national, one from the American, I go Braves mm-hmm. and the national. American, I'd probably pick the. Uh, um, say Mariners, Mariners, Mariners. or okay. Mariners or um, Mariners or Astros. I mean, until the Astros mm-hmm. can consistently. I mean, they walked, cakewalked right through the. American League playoffs last year. Yeah. So but nobody nobody even yeah, it was awful. Mariners probably put up the best fight against them and they all still got beat what five? Three. I don't even know. It was three? Because they blew the they two didn't, games. They didn't they didn't lose a playoff game to the World Series. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So in the American League, I mean the Mariners put up the best fight. So I like the yeah. Mariners. Mariners or Astros, whoever's coming out of the West. And then give me the Braves. Roll with the Braves. Chop on. All right. All right. Okay. Who is better suited for the next 10 years, Dylan, in the SEC? Texas or Oklahoma? Texas. Okay. I know this sounds – I'll give a little bit of explanation. Is um, I just think right now Texas is further along in building something, right? And Oklahoma, yeah. who is going to be, lack for a better word, but um, they seem still completely lost on what they want to do with the program. You know, because you have a brand new head coach who has a completely opposite philosophy coaching wise as the guy who's just there. Yeah. So, I just think next ten years, I would lean towards Texas over Oklahoma, simply for the fact that I think Texas has at least an idea of a path they're going, and they're recruiting fantastic too. If Arch yeah. Manning's as good as he could be, that that's at least like what four of the next five years at least they could be solid then. Yeah, I like Texas too. I think yeah. they're just I think they're they're starting to be better fit, built for their football team better for the SEC. Mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. All right. What's your second question? How far could you think I know it's, it's actually funny because you just told me to hit a home run, but how far can FGCU baseball go this season? Like, how? What's their ceiling? Easy. Well, they're twenty-one and five right now. They're up six-one against Jacksonville. I think they, um, the pitching still concerns me some of the bullpen. Just a lack of like a. They don't have a number one guy right now from a starter perspective. The start their mm-hmm. starting rotation is a little iffy. Um, but I mean, if they can get the pitching figured out, their starters. They should be a favorite right now to win the A Sun. And then once you get the tournament, I don't know. I mean, you always hope for a Cinderella story, but uh, I think they can make the regional. They make regionals. I think they could be at least pull off a win or two. Yeah. At least. I don't see them really getting out of regionals unless something crazy happens. But yeah, listen, you never know what happens in the regionals. So, I mean, USF mm-hmm. won the Gainesville regional a couple of years ago, and UF got went 0 and 2 as a host. So. Mm-hmm. You never I'm know. Just saying, is Omaha, do you think Omaha is possibly in the cards? That would be awesome. I've said this to P 
people. I said, I said, listen, if they go to Omaha, I'm back in my bags. I'm heading the game. <laughs> heading there right now. Right. Um, yeah, heading to the head to Omaha. <laughs> I need to go there anyway, but yeah. All right. Anyway, all right, Dylan. Final question: Who do you like? Staying in the baseball world, I guess. Who do you like winning the College World Series this year? I haven't heard this answer too much, but I kind of like Wake Forest. All right. They're good. Yeah, Wake Forest is really good this year. And, you know, because everybody only talks about the SEC for baseball for the most part because they're loaded with baseball teams. Yeah. Wake Forest is quietly really, really good. Oh, they're really good, dude. They just <laughs> put a whooping on Clemson the other day, I think. Don't call me on that. Either. I think that's the biggest benefit they'll have, though, is that they're going to go into the tournament, for the most part, really healthy. Mm-hmm. And when a lot of these SEC teams are going to beat up on each other, you know. Yeah. Got Have guys throw their arms out before they even get to, like, uh-huh. qualify. I, I like, um, I guess, I, I like LSU. Yeah, LSU yeah, is good. loaded. I watched them the other night against Tennessee. Yeah, I was watching. Dude, Paul Skeens is so good, so good, dude. He's his average fastball from last year was mm-hmm. faster than any qualifying major league starter yeah. from an average fastball. Ninety nine two was his average fastball. He hit one hundred two the other day. In his seven starts, I think he has at least eleven Ks. Mm-hmm. He hit twelve the other night. Um, he's, he's good. And they got Cruz and that lineup is just loaded. Dylan Cruz is hitting five twenty something right now. I mean, he sounds like me playing, uh, MLB the show. Do you know his, they said his stat, a stat line when he was leading off mm-hmm. his, his, when he leading off an inning, just in general and in any, and he's hitting, he's batting over 700. And we're in April, dude. Yeah. It's wild. That's wild, dude. So give me Dylan Cruz. I like LSU. South Carolina's really good, too. They just lost mm-hmm. last night to Mississippi State. Mississippi State just won their first SEC game in 18 tries. Yeah. Won, they lost 18 straight SEC games. So I like South Carolina. They got a really good uh, Petrie. Petrie's this freshman they got, and he hits massive things. Oh, I got LSU. Tommy, Tommy Tanks is on there, too. Yep. Tommy White's there. So, I like LSU, but that's good. South Carolina, watch out! And I hate that's them. good. All right, Dylan, what's your final question before we get out of here? So, the last two seasons, a Georgia player has risen out of relative obscurity on the national scale and become a top five draft pick. Who is your Georgia player this year? Who could replicate that? Uh, one second. What was the question again? So, the last two seasons, um, a Georgia player who was not in the preseason top five for draft picks has yeah. risen up and gotten picked in the top five. Who do you think is going to break out this season? Well, um, uh, what time? Smile Munden is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good. Um, Brock Bowers. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Bowers is up there. Um, it's hard because the defense is so young right now. Like a lot mm-hmm. of freshman sophomores played. So, Michael Williams is up there. He was a freshman though, so he'll be. I mean, Smile Munden, Javon Dumas Johnson, Javon Dumas Johnson is up there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Crazy dude, their defense is stacked and they're lo- young and ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Malachi Starks was a true freshman last year. They got Bear Alexander, who's going to be playing more this year. Jamal Jarrett, who's a five star freshman, they got this year. Uh, look out for Tyke Smith, too. He I looked at him, he's been nagged at the injury bug. He was a transfer from West Virginia. This is his senior mm-hmm. year. I think he might have a nice breakout year if you're looking for dark horses. Dumas Johnson or Tyke Smith. Okay. Those are my, that's, those are my guys. So. All right. 
already. I think so, that's everything. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we'll wrap up the video here. Uh, you know, please, guys, as the header says, subscribe, watch the video, like the video, mm-hmm. spread the word. Um, we really appreciate it, guys. Find us also on Spotify. Uh, we're also on there we're on Amazon Music. Um, listen to us if you're on the road or if you're working out and you want to listen to a podcast, find us here. We got all you want to do. Um, enjoy the, all the games this weekend. I'm going to be watching the Penguins play in a little bit. Actually, they're starting a little bit now. Baseball's on. Basketball final four. There you go. So, yeah, just like the video. Enjoy, guys. Um, And Mm -hmm. we'll be back next time. I don't – we'll figure that out. But, yeah, we'll talk back next time. Anything you want to say real quick? Uh, Please like and subscribe to the video and just share it around. We really appreciate any looks our way. Mm-hmm, for sure. Alrighty, guys. We will uh, we'll get the video up and post it, and you guys enjoy it. We'll talk to be back next time. All right. See you guys. Yep.